John 8, 31 is our theme verse this morning. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. If you were here last week, uh, you'd remember we did a love test, and we used 1 Corinthians 13, which was frustrating and somewhat painful, at least for me. That passage in 1 Corinthians 13 describes God's love, the love of the fruit of God's absolute self-sufficiency. We pointed to the verse in Ephesians 3.19, which is a key to loving like this. And refresh your memory, it says, and to know, which it means to experience intimately the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, God can love like this because of who He is, but He also calls us to demonstrate this love. John 13, 34 and 35 says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So clearly, the job of the church, and we are the church, is to make disciples. And the last verses of Matthew make this quite clear. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even until the end of the age." We need to be concerned whether we are indeed true disciples ourselves. Not just being safe with Jesus, but also being sound in Jesus, as we outlined in last week's message. You see, this revolution of Jesus has the objective of eventually bringing all of human life under the direction of His wisdom, His goodness, His power, and His love as part of God's eternal plan for our universe. And this has everything to do with our individual character and the process which really proceeds by you and I being transformed in the deepest part of us through this ongoing personal relationship to God in Jesus Christ and to one another. Jesus tells us in John 14, they who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by the Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. There is some effort required on our part. As a Christian, this process requires our cooperation with God. 
to be changed on the inside, to have this metamorphosis, which our theme is for the month. And this process is driven by the Holy Spirit and forms this inner landscape of ourself, of our soul, so it becomes the inner being of Christ Himself. This process is called spiritual formation. And if that language is new to you, all it means is the process by which we are formed in our spirits or inner persons into the image of Jesus, or in the opposite, deformed into the image of the enemy, the devil. You see, spiritual formation just isn't just a follower of Jesus thing. It is a human thing. We are all being formed every minute of every day. We are all becoming someone, whether it's intentional or unintentional, whether it's conscious or subconscious, whether it's deliberate or haphazard, we are all in the process of becoming a person. The question is not, are you becoming somebody? The question is, who are you becoming? And as a Christ follower, we need to answer the question, how do we become more like Jesus and not like the devil? Now, as we grow to be more like Jesus in this spiritual formation, our outer life, our habits, our reactions, our interactions will become a natural outflow of the character and teachings of Jesus. And this spiritual formation is focused entirely on Jesus, and it happens with a purposeful interaction with the grace of God in Christ. And as we are truly growing as a Christian and spiritually formed, the result is obedience referred to the in the verses that we just went over, having that ultimate agape love that Jesus demonstrates going out from us to others. We all would like to be the persons that God means us to be. You know, but Jesus really puts his finger in the middle of my chest when he says in Luke 6.45, the good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. When out of the abundance of your heart come things that Jesus would not say if he were you, then you know that you still have a way to go in your journey to spiritual formation in Christ. The truth is, in the spur of the moment, we don't have time to dress up what was in our heart before it comes tumbling out of our mouths. Whether that be impatient words, 
judgmental words, unkind words, angry words, untruthful words, prideful words, self-seeking words. You pick your own flavor. Unsavory thoughts leak out in objectionable words and unchristlike behaviors. And I'm sorry to say there's a lot of us leaky Christians. So what is our task then? Our task is to cooperate with God in being changed on the inside so that we take on the personality of Christ. As we let what is stored in our heart be transformed, in other words, through this metamorphosis, we behave as Jesus would behave. Jesus calls us to holy living. First Peter tells us, Therefore, prepare your minds for action, discipline yourselves, set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring you when he's revealed. We need to think well as Christians. It does not come easy in our toxic environment. Peter warns us here Without disciplined thinking and the life that should accompany it, the surrounding world can influence and shape us to not live as Christ's community. If we allow God to do the reconstruction work inside of us, what will come out of us will bring about peace and righteousness. We will not have to try and love those unloving thoughts and actions simply won't occur to us. And loving ones will bring, will will start to spring up without even our awareness. We will smile at an enemy automatically, even a door-to-door salesman. It won't occur to us to argue. Instead, we can pray inwardly for the disagreeable person who may be in front of us. Greed and dishonesty will be offensive to us, and we'll be unable to be involved in it. Now, to be clear, the external expression of Christ-likeness is not the focus of Christian spiritual formation. When we emphasize the outward forms and behaviors, the process is defeated. And this is where we fall into legalism. And that is a major barrier to wholeheartedly embracing spiritual formation in the present. When we concentrate on externalism, like particular modes of dress or behavior or preferential organization, that isn't the point. That was the danger that happened in the Old Testament times and it detracts from the work of Christ in us. The key to Christian spiritual formation is found in the book of Galatians. I refer you to chapter 4, verse 19, when Paul says, My little children, for whom I am again in the pain of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. This life-giving formation of Christ in us by the Spirit is the alternative 
to our own straining and trying so hard for self-improvement. The spiritual formation is God's purposeful work in us. You see, God uses all the circumstances in our life, our family, our personality, our successes, and yes, our failures. He uses these things in our life to conform us to the image of Christ. And we see that in Romans chapter 8, very familiar verses. We know that all things work together for good. It doesn't say all things are good. Notice that. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. For those He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son in order that He might be the firstborn within a large family. So, what is our, our part in this spiritual formation. Do we have a part? Well, we most certainly do. First, we participate passively by trusting God's love and wisdom in the process. Secondly, but just as important, we participate actively through the practice of spiritual disciplines in our life. These spiritual disciplines, or maybe you want to think of them as practices, are rather the liberating or freeing pathways to God's grace in our lives in the here and now of everyday living. If we strive to merely act in conformity with Jesus' expressions of what living from the heart in the kingdom of God in the here and now is like, we are attempting the impossible. Christ-likeness in our inner being is not a human attainment. It is a gift of grace. Spiritual formation is the way to rest for our soul. That easy yoke and light burden we've spoken about, I, I spoke about it in July, found in Matthew 11. We'll review that. Come to me, all that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, how do we take this yoke of Jesus upon us? Well, the first thing is we need to confess any attempt we have been making to become like Jesus by trying hard in our own strength to do that. How have your results been trying hard? Still have those sinful thoughts or behaviors that you never seem to get victory over? Consider Colossians 1. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
You see, we need to ask God to do the work in us and Him to show you the next small steps, or in other words, spiritual disciplines you need to take action on to cooperate in bringing this about in your life. He wants us to have the life of a restful soul, a joyful and thankful heart. He wants us to have the peace of God that passes all understanding and those attributes of love that we read about in 1 Corinthians 13. Jesus, in fact, said in John 10.10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's his promise. You know, I, I sometimes get sick of this, but we hear the phrase so often, the truth will set you free. But that is out of context. What is truth to one person is not the same for another. You only have to listen to the disputings and the divisions in today's culture to see that clearly. Jesus puts it in proper context in John 8, 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. When we talk of spiritual formation or spiritual disciplines, we are talk, not talking about some pious exercises, but a call to obedient living in a world that is messed up with wars, injustice, inequality, racial inequality, and basically people who have forgotten their neighbors, let alone love them. A spiritual discipline is an intentionally directed action by which we do what we can do in order to receive from God the ability or power to do what we cannot do by direct effort. By an act of will, we choose to take up the disciplines of the spiritual life that we can do. All actions of our body, mind, spirit that are within our power to do. Now, there's a long list of spiritual disciplines supported by Scripture to have this with God life Jesus talks about and He desires for us. And um, don't panic in the sound booth. You don't have this slide. I want to read this. It's found in Colossians 3, 1 to 3. If then you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This with God life Jesus talks about that he desires for us. Remember the word for God, Emmanuel? Emmanuel means God with us. 
And that is God's everlasting intent for human life, that He should be in every, and we should be in every aspect of our life a dwelling place of God. Now, this list that there's many spiritual formation practices that can help bring us to a deeper relationship of Jesus. Each of them could be a message in themselves, and there are many that are not even on the list I, I provided. But these spiritual disciplines in and of themselves have no merit whatsoever. They possess no righteousness. Their purpose and their only purpose is to place us before God. After they have come to the end of their usefulness, that's it. But it is enough. Then the grace of God steps into our life and takes the simple offering of ourselves and the actions that we've taken out of it and creates the kind of person who can embody the goodness of God, and indeed, a person who can come to the place of truly loving their enemies. As you put into action the spiritual disciplines and practices that Jesus demonstrated through His life and in His relationship with the Father, He will meet you in ways you will be in awe of. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.